Are you ready to go the distance? When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan! I know plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. Hello, this is Mark from Mark on Money, and today's show we are going to talk about the Secure Act 2.0, because there are significant changes that are going to affect you in retirement, affect you today, and I think you should know about them. So that's what we're going to talk about. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gilles. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in. To mark on money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Eels. Mark, of course, been helping folks for more than 30 years getting to and through retirement. And uh, boy, uh, Mark, uh, you certainly have uh, got your work cut out here with this SECURE Act. I'm glad you're up to date, though, because I think there's some stuff in here that people really need to know. Yeah, and there's stuff that's that's already been implemented. There's stuff that's being implemented, there's more stuff that's coming. So it's something that is is a work in progress, let's say. Sure. Because well, there are more than 90 provisions. So get that, 90 provisions that impact nearly every facet of retirement planning, from IRAs to required minimum distributions, the changes abound. Oh, right. Well, and again, top of the list, um, I like this now that uh, Roth after-tax contributions can now be made to SEPs and SIMPLES. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, so before you couldn't do this, you, you could do it in 401k plans if the 401k plan allowed it, you know, but that was if you were working for, you know, usually an employer who had their own 401k, or if you were a small business owner, maybe you had a 401k. But for a lot of small business owners, they don't. They did contribute to a, a SEP or contribute to a simple plan. Mm -hmm. um, and so now you can make contributions to SEP and simple IRAs um, on a Roth contribution basis. So that's a big deal. Oh, it is a big deal. Let's stick with Roth <laughs> for a second. And I like this. Now, if you have a Roth 401k at work, those contributions that you make can now go into that Roth as opposed to just into your 401k. Right. 
And the, you're talking about the matching contributions. Oh, the matching contributions. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so the, the employer's matching contributions always used to go to the pre-tax. Well, now you can choose where you want those contributions to go. However, keep in mind that if you choose to send your employer's contributions to the Roth, that will be added as income to you on your W-2. So it's not that you're just escaping the income and it's all going to be tax-free. You're still going to have to pay taxes on it. So this is another, uh, what I call it, um, a Susie Orman type um, item in the SECURE Act where she was, oh, everybody should go out there and do that. Well, no, absolutely not. Um, I, I have a lot of people that, um, that are younger <clears throat> that I've talked to that are children of some of our clients, my kids included in that. And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to tell them to change their allocation to go into the Roth portion of it. And the reason is, is because you need to have some of those, some of both, you know, when you get to retirement, especially because most people go to a lower income tax bracket in retirement than they were before. And if you're paying taxes on something in a higher income tax bracket where you could have not paid taxes at all and taken it out in a lower tax bracket, that makes a lot more sense. And plus, there's other things that you can do with that after-tax money in terms of you know QCDs and all kinds of other distributions where you may never have to pay taxes on it at all anyway. So that's that's something that is not everybody is going to uh, apply to. Not everybody should go out there and do it. Again, you should talk to a tax professional, a, a holistic planner, a financial planner um, to determine what you should do with those contributions. Sure. Well, then, um, so the the 10% distribution penalty, in other words, if you're not 59 and a half and you take money out, you got that penalty, but they're addressing that as well in this case. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's going to be um, withdrawals from a retirement plan before age 59 and a half that include terminal illness, net income attributable to excess contributions and distributions, the event of a qualified disaster up to $22,000. They're going to be avoiding that 10% early distribution penalty, you know, as well as people who retire early, um, you know, you can avoid that 10% penalty as well if you leave your money in your retirement plan, whether it's a thrift savings plan, 401k, um, whatever, you can take money out prior to 59 and a half as long as it's in that, that employer qualified plan and you're no longer working for that employer. Mm-hmm. And again, folks, if you want to know some more, I would say visit the website. It's EFS4U. That's EFS, the number for the letter U.com. And you can learn things there about, uh, well, Mark and, and the team. Also, you can call us 712 224 and so, or email, or email, know, Mark. Yeah, Mark with a C. Mark that with is, a C at efsforyou.com and say, "Hey, Mark, I've got this situation going on. Um, I'll address it to you. Um, it's not going to get published anywhere. We're not going to use it. It'll be just between the two of us in terms of what your situation is and what advice we might be able to give to you. Because that's what we do. We we love giving people advice. If we can help you out in any way, you know, give us a holler." Absolutely. And, you know, so, Mark, this, I mean, Secure Act and Secure Act 2.0, they both passed, you know, the, the legislature by huge margins, bipartisan 
was abounding. All right. Yeah, I think there was what six people that voted against it. Yeah, or something exactly. Like that? Exactly. I've said that before. I think those six people just vote against everything. It doesn't I, matter. I think so too. <laughs> but uh, but my point is that is that it seems that collectively. The government, the Congress, seems like they really want to help Americans retire better. Well, they know that there's a retirement issue, you know, in this country. And so it's important for you to take control. But again, it's not that simple. I mean, we're talking about just this change alone. There, you know, are 90 provisions in here, some which affect you, some may not affect you, depending upon what your situation is. But again, there's there's a ton of things that if you don't know about them, how do you know whether you can if they're applicable to you? Uh, like for instance, the next one, which is kind of an interesting one, mm-hmm. a one-time fifty thousand dollar QCD distribution. If you don't know what QCD distributions are, and you're over seventy years old, you should learn because it's a huge benefit to you if you're giving anything to any charitable organization. This talks about not just giving it to a charitable organization, but giving up to $50,000 in the form of a charitable gift annuity or a charitable remainder uni trust or charitable remainder annuity trust. And that's kind of a big deal because you get to escape taxation on some of this money, and then it passes on to your beneficiary that you name. So you're really able to take money out of the IRA and, you know, be able to use it in a tax-advantaged way, benefit a charitable organization while you're alive, and then pass the money on if done correctly. Okay. But that's something that, I mean, again, not everybody knows about. I mean, you know, in, unless you study the Secure Act 2.0, you wouldn't know you had that. Right. And so let's say you wanted to set up maybe a scholarship or something Ooh, like that. All right. I like it. You know? Um, while you're living, well, you could do that this way um, by, you know, putting that into a charitable remainder trust with specific provisions in it. So uh, those that's kind of a neat planning tool. I mean, it's not a ton of money, um, but I would think um, as a couple, you could each do fifty thousand dollars. So now you're talking about a hundred grand, um, and then. You know, just the income off of that hundred grand, you know, five, six thousand dollars a year every year, you know, going to the cause that, you know, you're passionate about. That's I mean, what a what a that's pretty that's pretty innovative, isn't it? I thought so. Yeah. I, I was kinda surprised that that made it in there. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think again, it 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 you know, incentivizes behavior, I think, to charitable organizations, which as a whole, you know, um, we don't have a discussion about whether they're good charitable organizations or not, because there's a lot of 501c3 organizations out there, uh, each doing their own thing. Uh, but as a whole, they, they provide a very important part uh, in our society, um, you know, being able to specifically target specific things that uh, are beneficial to people. Yeah. Well- well, I mean, one of the things that we've talked about this, and I think most people are probably aware that the RMD age has gone up again. And that's yeah, o- that's okay. 73. Yeah. Right. And it will eventually go to 75 uh, by 2033. And so it's kind of a convoluted thing. You know, it's like, okay, if you're born in this day, this year to this year, your RMD is going to be this. And, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, you don't have to start worrying about it yet. Just know that if you're not 73 yet, um, you you don't have to start taking required minimum distributions till at least seventy three. 
possibly later, depending upon when you were born, maybe up to age 75, which really opens the door for more planning. Uh, And the planning portion is, you know, hey, you don't have to take money out of your IRAs now. You've got a few more years till you have to. And, you know, IRAs can create a huge tax problem um, because you have to withdraw them over a 10-year period uh, if you leave them to someone else. And so converting that money to Roth IRAs, possibly in a lower tax bracket and then your beneficiaries and, you know, maybe reducing IRMA taxation in the future and all of those other things, uh, this is a this is a benefit, you know, it gives us a longer runway for some of those tax planning um, Roth conversion strategies. Sure. Well, and speaking of RMDs, we've talked about this before, too, Mark, and, and I'm so glad they finally addressed this. But that's the penalty for missing an RMD. Right. So it was 50 percent. 50 percent. That's unreal. Yeah. And then plus penalties and interest. I mean, you could basically wipe out 100 percent of whatever you're you're supposed to take. Um, and then you still have to take it and pay the penalty and taxes and basically your money just goes bye-bye. Yeah. And so that's that's being reduced to 25% and even 10% if corrected in a quotation mark timely matter, whatever timely matter is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think along with this, I think it was interesting because they also created a statute of limitations limiting the period in which the IRS can impose a penalty. And so it's three years for missed required minimum distributions and six years from the tax filing deadline of the year in which an excess contribution might have been made into a retirement plan. Previously, there were no statute of limitations. Huh. Wow. I, well, that is a big deal. I mean, that, uh, that, to me, that's a, that's a huge deal. Yep. I think, you know, in my career, I think, uh, and it's and and it's very very rare, um, but I have run across, or other advisors in our office I think have run across. I think it's been maybe a couple times, and I can't remember who they are. Um, I don't think they were our clients. I think they were parents <coughs> of one of our clients, but they had never taken an our our required minimum distribution, and they're like ninety. Oh wow! Oh my goodness! And and uh, so I don't know why. They never did, um, but yeah, that that basically account if you know they would have reported it or they would have been audited or what in the past probably would have just been completely wiped out or even more, you know. But the account wasn't very big. It was like, you know, I, th- I think it was in an annuity, and it was like you know twenty three thousand dollars, and you know maybe the person didn't know that it was even an IRA because it was in an annuity, and maybe they were confused because. You know, usually, usually IRAs aren't in annuities. They're usually in some other type of an account, and maybe it was called something different, like the name of the annuity. I don't know. But, sure. But now that that individual would have been, you know, only three years would be the penalty uh, for missing RMDs, even though even though they hadn't taken it for twenty years. Wow. That well, yeah, that's a bit of a relief. Well, and the thing is, is that if I'm working with you, Mark, and and your team. You're going to make sure I never miss an RMD. I don't have to worry about it. That's right. Yeah, we have um, we have a, what we call our global RMD spreadsheet. Um, Toby in our office um, keeps track of it. And so the spreadsheet is color-coded, uh, green, yellow, or red, for all of our 
clients, and we have a lot of them. You know, mm-hmm. remember our average age client is 69, 70 years old, and you know, probably half of our clients are taking, or maybe a little bit more than that, are taking required minimum distributions or having to take required minimum distributions. So green means they will satisfy their required minimum distribution by their systematic withdrawals that they're already taking. Yellow means they might not satisfy, but they're going to be close to you know, their required minimum distribution amount. So that's something that we want to take a look at. And red means they haven't satisfied their required minimum distributions, and we need to do something in order to make sure they get the money. Okay, sure. That that, that makes sense as well. And, and so there are some things that are kicking off next year, 2024. Um, and one of them is uh, talking about the catch-up contributions. Tell me how this in, in influences things. Well, you know, they're going to be indexed for inflation. So the $1,000 catch-up used to be they, they'd have to raise that limit uh, every so often. Well, now it's going to be, you know, indexed for inflation for those 50 and older. So that's kind of a nice thing. So uh-huh. every year it's going to go up a little bit, uh, and you can put more money away based upon uh, inflation. So next year will probably be $1,200. Sure. You know. Well, I mean, again, yeah, that's a good thing. And then and QCDs, Qualified uh, Charitable Distributions, also going to be indexed for inflation. How does that impact things? Well, it just means that, you know, you're going to be able to, to continue to make QCD distributions uh, based upon what um, the maximum amount is plus an inflation index. And again, it's kind of like the $1,000 catch-up, which, okay. you know, they'd have to change that and... Um, you know, do all those other things to make sure that, that they increased it. And it had to be something that they passed legislature, by the legislature in order to increase that. Well, now it's just automatic. Okay. So, well, that makes it you, a lot easier. Yeah, and you never know if, if legislation is even going to get passed. So yeah. now it's now it's already built in. So Yeah. Well, these kind of changes, they always seem to, the last two years has been, you know, the end of December. Uh, that this gets thrown into something. So, uh, yeah, that's good. I like this next one about 529 plans, and and those are the savings accounts for your kids to go to college. And I know a lot of parents, even grandparents, are contributing to 529s, but the question then becomes, well, what if the youngster doesn't want to go to college? (laughs) Right, and and so this is kind of a cool one. You can roll over because that's one of the questions I've had is, well, what happens to the money if they don't use it? Well, you can <clears throat> one thing about 529s, as long as you have another beneficiary, you can change it to uh you can always change the 529 to, you know, someone else. And so as long as there's some family member, some grandchild, you know, someone that is having kids, you can always roll that money down and continue it on in another beneficiary's name. But now you can convert up to 35000 of leftover funds to a Roth IRA in the name of that 529 beneficiaries. But the one catch is, is that these rollovers are subject to the Roth contribution limit. So you can't put more than the limit each year that can go into a Roth. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of complication there. Uh, and you have to have had the 529 in place for 15 years. So you okay. can't just dump money into it and then convert it into a Roth IRA for 
you know, Johnny or Sue sure. or whoever. Sure. But um, that really is a major difference. And and to me, that's that's almost motivating to to open a 529 plan. You know what I mean? To Because now there's an out. Right. Exactly. And so it, it's another reason that you can't really say, well, you can't you can't bring up the excuse of, well, what happens if they don't need it or don't use it? Well, if you want to give it to them in one form or another, well, now it's theirs and you can convert it to Roths in the future. And, you know, so, you know, so this is just the tip of the iceberg on all of these things. And, and things are going to continue to evolve because there are um, some things that have to be fixed, right? Sure. And so... Um, you know, every time, you know, they'd be fixed or they have to have, you know, clarification made to them. Um, you know, one of those was for people born in 1959, there's currently two required minimum distribution ages in 2033. Um, the error in the law states that they will have an RMD of 73 or 75 in 2033. Likely the answer will be 75, but Congress will need to fix it. Um, knowing Congress, though, it probably won't be fixed until December of 2032, right? <laughs> you are probably right, Mark. Absolutely. Um, well, but a more pressing issue is that starting in 2024, high-income earners, those earning more than 145000 in previous years from wages at their company, will have to do a catch-up contribution in Roth form. This means these contributions will not be deductible, but the earnings on them will be tax-free when distributed. This glitch in writing the bill that all catch-up contributions starting in 2024 would be disallowed. Obviously, this needs to be corrected soon. <laughs> ASAP, but again, yes. that projection, it will happen in December of 2023, right? Well, they like December, don't they? <laughs> so, you know, like I said, there's 90 different provisions in the SECURE Act. We've covered just a handful of a few of them that are major ones, but there's a lot of minor ones here, too, that you know could be important to you. So again, you know it's important I think to work with someone who understands retirement planning, and that is who we are anyway. Um, that's our focus. That's our niche. You know, we work with people that are primarily in retirement or close to it uh, in a in a vast num numerous you know different things, not just investing money, but planning for taxes, Roth conversions, estate planning you know, all those different nuances um, using, you know, segmented, timely distribution strategies for distributing money in a bucket strategy called the Income for Life model. All that stuff you can see on our website. Um, and again, I hope you all learned something today, um, maybe heard about something you want to look more into and say, you know, hey, maybe that's something that I might be interested in doing. Uh, if it's applicable to me. Sure. Well, Mark, again, great. Thanks for this update because it's. I think it's so important to for people to hear this because these are changes that will affect them in one way or another. And working with you and, and your fiduciary team, you can help smooth it out, and I'm really glad you're on the front end. Of it. Yeah, and, and again, you know, we'll be revisiting this in future shows, I'm sure, as some of these changes come into play and, and uh, you know, maybe breaking out maybe some of these specifics to what is that specific strategy, what, what could you do with this specific part of the SECURE Act 2.0.
Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.